This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Hey, Rick, who are these, like, they're like Secret Service guys out in front with the, with the headsets yeah. and stuff. What, what's, what's the going The guys on? that are humming that song? What, what song are they humming? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, they, well, I'm now the president yeah. of Green White Soccer Club. Okay. It's a not-for-profit soccer club here in Mount Prospect uh, with a 67-year tradition uh, founded by my dad. Okay. They asked me to be the president. You know what I think? It's like, it's like you can't say no, right? It's like your dead father. How long has your dad been dead? Forty years? Uh, no, only that's ridiculous. Thirty-four years. Okay, so yeah. so and you know that he's still in your head. So you got you got to do it, right? I mean, there's you can't say no, Dave. It's a labor of guilt. Which is <laughs> that's what it is. It's a labor of you guilt. You know, I was just yeah. thinking of something. Yeah. What what time in your presidency, like? Biden or yeah. whatever. When you start getting sick of that song being played every time you walk into a room. Well, I'm just worried about the aging. You know, because when you take office, you know how they <laughs> right. I, I, how young I look right now. Imagine when I leave office, what I'm going to look um, like. This reminds me of something. Yeah. By the way, I posted this on Facebook. Um, I found a website called How Old Do I Look? Uh oh. Yeah. And, and you upload photos. Uh huh. Um. Oh no. <laughs> let's. Well. I shouldn't tell you this. Why am I telling you this? Yeah. I uploaded a photo of you. Uh-huh. It's like 54. Oh. I know. Good. And I'm I'll like, take it. not bad. Yeah. I did not fare as well. All okay. Right. Well, um, you... And I kept on that. You know, I have a bunch of photos on my Yeah, on you my kept phone. looking for new ones. <laughs> I kept yeah. Oh, I look skinnier in this yeah, one. 60, 61, yeah. 66. And I finally found one that was like 57. Okay. Yeah. It was okay. It was four years ago. Was the photo, but <laughs> when you actually were fifty-seven, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. so don't go on the "How old do I look?" Okay, website. All right. So hey, fifty-four. That's not bad. I'm, yeah, because I am almost sixty. Yeah, so I know you're right. you're winning in that regard. Thank you. Yeah, but it's time for something right now. Do you know what it is? The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. All right, so the the club has been around for almost seventy, sixty six years, sixty seven, sixty seven years. Yeah. Um, now, with changing tastes and technology and whatever, it's possible that. You will be at the helm when it goes out of business. Right? Oh, I, it's, I think it's it's probable. It's, <laughs> and I think uh, that's why I was elected. Right, so yeah. you're going to be the guy. So that, uh, you know, people can go, well, at least, you know, Kemper was in charge when it went down. You know, that's. So do you remember when Clinton, at the end, when, when Gore, you know, lost? Yeah, Al Gore, uh-huh. and then everybody knew that the economy was going to tank because we had like ten years of just ridiculous growth, right? You know, and yeah, but Al Gore's like, okay, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, it's, it's okay, <laughs> right? I know. This whole like Al Qaeda thing, it could go bad. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I got a funny feeling. Right. I'm just going to concentrate on inventing, inventing the internet. Yeah, it'll be fine. Hey, we got a hell of a show here today. All right, let's do it. Uh, I think we can both agree that. I'm the more athletic of the two of us. <laughs> I don't think we can agree on that, but all right, Come let's on, say I had yes. a triple yeah. in Little League back hey, in 77. I have a varsity letter. It's soccer in the 70s for America that no one even knew what the, the, the it's sport was. It's a varsity letter. Well, right. well, I think that the story might interest you. Okay. okay. Do not push a slower friend down if you encounter a bear, says the <laughs> National Park Service. The National Park Service has some berry... Important tips for what not to do if you and a friend 
encounter a bear in the wild. Right. And the odds of the two of us (laughs) being in the wild, first of all, (laughs) pretty low. Uh, Do you remember when we were applying for jobs uh, while we were still in college? Yeah. And we said that we were... Champagne, we were, yeah. Champagne Urbana's premier funny men who wrestle bear on bears on stage. Right. That was way before the internet. No one knew if it was true or not. Right. right. We just made up stuff. <laughs> and one of them was that we wrestled bears. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, if, Rick, if you come across a bear, never push a, f- a slower friend down, the agency wrote on Twitter, even if you feel the friendship has run its course, let's say 40 years or so. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, we had a good run. The agency used this lighthearted joke as a sag way into other more serious bear safety tips well evidently now it's you know the spring's coming and bears are getting i guess they wake up sure um, and they're you know they're foraging for food or whatever um and it's important to remember that bears in national parks are wild and can be dangerous evidently they're just not there to steal picnic baskets yeah evidently um so they took to twitter to say do not, if you're running away from a bear, don't knock your slow friend out of the way. Yeah. You know, because, well, then the bear is going to eat him and you're going to feel kind of guilty. Right. Whatever. That's the wacky joke. Yes. So now I took the liberty to do some research on other helpful life-saving survival tips when maybe some of our listeners might find themselves in some precarious nature predicaments. Okay. Okay. Let's say you are vacationing in Southeast Asia and you're all of a sudden in the process of being attacked by a reticulated giant python. Okay. Okay. What do you do? Um, squeal like a woman and run. Okay. Well, uh, now these these giant reticulated... And by the way, when I say squeal like a woman, I understand that that is no longer an appropriate thing to say. And I apologize in advance for saying Right. That. I think the more appropriate would be squeal like a wreck. Yes, yeah. basically. Okay. That's better. Well, yeah. I don't know if you know what these giant reticulated or the reticulated giant python, they can be 60 feet long. They okay. can weigh 1,000 pounds. And they can eat... I mean, they eat cows and well, bison and, or and, whatever. You know, Jake the Snake. Remember, <laughs> right. we, had we had him, him on. Or whatever. He, he told us that these are really mean animals. So when you're, let's say you're in Southeast Asia and the python comes up, this is what you got to do. First of all, try to be swallowed feet first. Okay. okay. Don't go head first. All right. That's, that's a rookie move. Okay. Okay. So go feet first. All right. And you let him, don't squirm. Okay. Okay. So just let him swallow you. Up to about your shoulder blades. Okay. okay. And then take your right hand and squeeze his gallbladder. Okay. This is on this is on survival. And the gallbladder is where? It's right where your hand would be if you're okay. in the shot. I don't Okay. It's like depending in the mid- on your height. What if you're okay. what if they've got this down for like a five eight guy and you're five ten? Okay. And you're two inches off and you're grabbing like his liver okay, or something. Okay, well then you're dead. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna try this. Okay. I'm not gonna try it. Well, you write survivallife.com and tell them so what you do is you grab the gallbladder and then that releases the the throat muscles or whatever, okay. and then you can just squirm out. Okay. Okay. Here's another one. Let's say you're at a Starbucks in the lesser Sundra Islands of Indonesia. Okay. And suddenly a 10-foot Komodo dragon walks in. Okay? A 10-footer, okay. Yeah, and takes issue with something you said. Okay. All right. Maybe you go, you know, make like some wacky joke. Some right? some anti-dragon thing. Yeah, what do you do? I don't know. Well, you take off all your clothes and you try to pass gas. For real? Yes, because evidently Komodo dragons don't like the scent of humans. Oh my God, I could do this. <laughs> right, so and the, the, the smell of hu- humanity. And the combination of the scent and the sight of me naked <laughs> would, would drive every... A gold. Uh, right, and if you go to Starbucks, depending upon how much coffee you've drunk, yeah. that may be very easy to do that. Piece of cake. All right, and finally, let's say you're performing at a comedy club in Africa. 
Okay. okay. And there's a group of laughing hyenas getting drunk right there in the front row heckling you. All right. Okay. You insult them and they get pissed and they attack you. What do you do? Um, I have no idea. Well, if you are attacked by a laughing hyena, you look them right in the eye and you laugh as maniacally and as high pitched as possible. For real? Yes. Because that will show your dominance that the way that they show dominance is oh. the way that they laugh. So you'd laugh really, really high pitched right in the face of a, fly, of a laughing hyena. But what if there's a pack of them? Then you just do it to all of them. Just a one at a time? <laughs> yes. Well, I've got, I, I see a, a hole in this plan. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, <laughs> if you're performing at the comedy club, I doubt more than a one hyena is probably going to even be there. Well, who right. knows? <laughs> right. Who knows? They're pretty popular. <laughs> and then after the hyena leaves, you steal their money. That was in my pre-presidential days. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, that sounds like a, like a, some good advice for people out there. So thanks for that. I think I like the reticulated giant yeah. python the best is that you let him swallow you until. Yeah, that's not, not going to do that. All right, Dave, I have a uh, uh, something for you. This is uh, new words. You know, every year this comes up uh, when they put new words in the dictionary. Well, mm -hmm. this past decade or so has really brought on all, uh, just a ton of changes to our society, and our language has expanded exponentially. Because of, is it because of the LOL and well, the whatever? And, and, and you know, there, right, there's the texting, there's mm -hmm. uh, uh, just social media terms, mm -hmm. things like that that didn't exist 15 years ago. Um, and the, the pandemic brought on these new terms mm -hmm. like quiet quitting remember mm -hmm. that one mm -hmm. that uh and now there's a new one that i just read about this week called bare minimum monday <laughs> you ever heard about this is for real where <laughs> these millennials they come in and they're like give it their like 20 percent on monday yeah. you know what we called that back in the day monday <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh dictionary.com just announced 313 brand new entries uh the most recent editions come from all over the world uh or all over the uh all over our lives all the different mm -hmm. facets of our lives and there's enough of them that i've managed to turn this into a minutia quiz of are you up for you that mean. sure Time now for a minutia man. Minutia man. Minutia quiz. And you know how the minutia quiz works. I give you three real ones and one fake one. Mm -hmm. All right. And you have to tell me which is the fake new okay. word. Okay. All right. Cakeage. Okay. Cakeage. That's a fee charged by a restaurant for serving a cake brought in from outside. Kind of like corkage for wine. Cakeage. Okay. All right. Gastopia. The elusive shopping destination that will cost more money in gas than a person will save on lower prices. Okay. Gastopia. Nearly wed. You were one of these. <laughs> a person who lives with another in a life partnership, sometimes engaged, sometimes not. No intention of marrying. Okay. And Northpaw. It's an athlete who's right-handed. One of those is fake. Three of them are real. I think Northpaw is fake. Northpaw is real. Uh, okay. Uh, just as I described it. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know why they've decided to Yeah, all that. of a sudden. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you had... Cakeage, cake Gastopia, or, or cake nearly edge. wed. Cakeage. Cakeage is real. Jesus. Really? It's either Gastopia or nearly wed is the fake one. Gastopia. Gastopia is the fake one. All right. Made that up. Good. That's Good based one. on my mother. I just talked to her the other day. She has 13 different grocery stores that she goes to to save like eight cents. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I went over the whole gas thing yeah. with her. Excel just, spreadsheets. <laughs> not not, yeah. uh, not working. 
All right, another one. Rage farming. Rage farming is the tactic of intentionally provoking political opponents, typically inflammatory content on social media to get angry responses and get more followers and engagement. Cyber flashing. Okay. That's an act of uh, sending someone unsolicited, unwanted, sexually explicit images. Diction. Not spelled D-I-C-T-I-O-N. Okay. D-I-C-K-S-H-U-N. Okay. Diction, which is a woman or gay man on a sabbatical from sex. Diction. Okay. And super dodger. Anyone who remains uninfected or asymptomatic even after repeated exposure to a virus. So... They are rage farming, cyber flashing, diction, super dodger. Okay, I say diction is the fake one. That is correct. That okay. is the fake one. The rest are all real. Okay. Last one. Pet fluencer. Pet fluencer. This is a person who gains a large following on social media by posting entertaining images or, or videos of their pet. Okay. I don't know anyone like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dave. Uh, typho. This is an adopted Italian word featuring a coordinated display, including large banners, flags, and sometimes signs or cards performed in unison by su- supporters in a soccer stadium. Wait, what? Do that one again. They are, it's a coordinated display, including large banners, flags, and sometimes signs or cards performed in unison by supporters in a soccer stadium. And what is the word? Typho. Typho. Okay. It comes from... Typhus fever, typho, because they're feverous fans. Okay. Okay. And it's an Italian word. Okay. Grundle. Okay. Grundle is the region between the anus and the genitalia. Grundle. Okay. And then thigh rust. Thigh rust is the rash or burn caused by the rubbing together of flabby thighs. Thigh rust. One of those is fake. Petfluencer, typho. Grundle or thigh rust? Well, the pet influencer is definitely true, right? Yes, it is definitely. Um, Typho Grundle Thigh Rust. That was a great band. Um, I'm going to go with the last one. Thigh rust is fake. Okay. You're right. But the rest of them are real. Grundle? Have you ever heard? I mean, have you heard of any of these? As you know, there's 300 new words that you and I don't even know. No, I, uh, you know, I wish. And my dad now has been dead for well 40 plus years. He would make up words when he got mad. (laughs) Because it it would be like a German, right? Half English, half German. (laughs) That would have been a great book. That would have been. But so, do we have any reviews for this week? Up all night peeing. 57 writes on pod track. Okay. I think, you know what? If there's a name. It's our that, people. Yeah, exactly. If there's a name that belies our demo. It's up all night peeing. Come for the fun stories and stay for the remarkably bad celebrity impersonations. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, he's got us there. <laughs> you can rate us. You can review us. You can follow us. If you like Minutia Men, check out some of the other great programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. Remember, opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. It's time for another feature. 
What do we call this one, Dave? Where I can't find the jingle. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So this is the part of the show where we dip into the vast Rick and Dave archives. And uh, March 5th, Dave, 2004, Mm -hmm. Starsky and Hutch the movie was released. And we had uh, the original Starsky on the show, which was uh, a big thrill for us. Uh, Paul Michael Glazer. And I'd like to play a few minutes of that, if uh, if you don't mind. Sure. All right. We'll play it right now. He'll always be, in our mind, and this probably drives him crazy, <laughs> but he'll always be Starsky from Starsky and Hutch. A show that was a worldwide hit, and I know that because I lived in Germany when it came out. It aired on German TV with German voices overdubbing the... Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> and by the way, uh, Paul, the, uh, yeah. the voice of Starsky had a very deep baritone voice. Really? Yes, yes. And uh, you were always doing the the wisecracking jokes, which, you know, in German, uh, there's no such thing. (laughs) There's no humor in German. (laughs) Yeah, this is what I I hear. (laughs) So let's, you know, I I know you probably are sick of talking about this, but go back to those Starsky and Hutch days. What what are some of your fond memories from that time? Well, um... Boy, you're talking about a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was in junior high. I'm 56 years old right now. <laughs> right. I, I, you know, the the whole experience. It's it's kind of hard to uh, dredge it all up, but the the whole experience was a uh, a remarkable experience. Oh, sure. You know, any any journey into uh, celebrity is uh, is f- very intense uh, and. Um, you know the the way the public responded to our show was uh, was uh, remarkable. I think that what I enjoyed most was uh, the people I was working with, mm. um, and Davy and I had a real uh, interesting working relationship. And uh, <laughs> as did Tony Fargus and uh, and uh, uh, and Captain Doby. Uh, you know, it was a uh, it was it was an interesting uh, time because uh, the company that we were making the show for was uh, not prone to doing uh, uh, anything creative. They were they they their attitude was well, it's great the way it is. Don't upset the apple cart. Don't mm-hmm. do anything new. Don't ask to change things. Just do what you're told. And uh, neither David nor I were of that cut cut from that cloth. Yeah, we didn't. We weren't interested in that. So <laughs> we bet. had we had we had many a battle and um, and like that. But I enjoyed that, and I enjoyed you know I enjoyed the uh, the uh, the character of Starsky because I got to do so many different levels of uh, you know I got he was. He was the character that was... Uh, yeah, that was really the most man. interesting character, wasn't it, on the show? I mean, you get the wisecracking, the, you know, the the, the rebel. Right. You were the rebel. Yeah, yeah. It was. he had so many colors. Yeah. I, I could I could be serious, I could be funny, I could be silly, I could be uh, angry, I could be stupid. <laughs> I could do, do it all. And uh, uh, 
and and I enjoyed that very much. And you didn't have fact, to you didn't have to wear the costumes that Huggy Bear had to wear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to wear. I my my one message to wardrobe was. I want to wear something comfortable because I'm going to be wearing it for 12 to 14 hours a day. And I want to be comfortable. (laughs) Well, yeah. And you had to jump around in the car a lot and, you know, uh, off the, off the the hood. Exactly. Exactly. You know? And so, um, uh, the the comfort was a big, uh, was a a big factor for me. Uh, I said, you know, Keep me comfortable. <laughs> you guys were huge stars, obviously. You know, David, David, and uh, and you, but probably maybe not quite as big of a star. That car, the Grand, the Ford Grand Torino. I mean, I was a. I, don't know, I was like 12 years old yeah. at the time, and I'm just like, man, that car is that so red awesome. Car with the with the white stripe right, on yeah. it, it and was it, the coolest thing. You broke a few traffic laws too, if I remember correctly, <laughs> while you were driving. Did you ever? What, did you ever get to really drive the car? I mean, it looked like you did. I did. I, I did a fair amount of the driving. Uh, Charlie Paterni, who was our stunt coordinator, uh, you know, uh, filled me in on what I couldn't do, and told you know taught me a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I did a lot of the driving. Uh, David was a little beside himself sometimes because, uh, you know, we were on a, we had a bench seat. We didn't have bucket seats. Oh, oh. really? And so, <laughs> right. So if I took a hard left, hard right turn. He's in your lap, right? Lap. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was good that you're close then, right? You got a good working relationship. You know, I, I'm almost embarrassed to tell you how big of a fan I was of this show. That I not only watch the show in German every week, I bought the books. <laughs> Do you remember this? They were Starsky and Hutch books, which were like PG-13 novelized versions of episodes of the show i guess and one year do you remember those no i don't (laughs) see this is something well rick still has them in his mom's basement i do he'll send them to you i do you probably got no money from that either But anyway, one year I tried to correct. <laughs> I tried to submit one of those as a as like a book report in junior high, and the and the teacher said that it did not qualify as literature. <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> so maybe you weren't missing anything by not reading the books. I mailed him one of those books. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, and you know we. Uh, you you actually kind of developed uh, yeah, an email yeah. relationship with yeah. him. Yeah, very nice man, and he's a great artist. And apparently, that was four years ago. <laughs> that's uh, we've been doing this a while. So those pictures, I look like fifty seconds. <laughs> You're right. You should, um, that's the picture you should have <laughs> yeah, used um, right there. Uh, he's a great artist, and visit his website. I don't. I'm sure if you just googled yeah. Paul Michael Glazer, it would yeah. come come up. Um, and our good friend Bill Turk, right, can is is now a friend of and he's really a good champion a champion of his art yeah so he well, really is so um yeah that was fun yeah you you get uh, more shows yeah the story comes the story comes out from uh, or comes from the netherlands all right you yeah. the netherlands. i have right. several times now did you say you wanted jenkins for this i don't want to oh, i don't want to force it on you yeah go ahead you know. yeah it can qualify when you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! Dutch cop monitoring spy balloon realized it's just bird poo on his windshield. Uh, <laughs> A police officer in Boxtel joked on social media about his moment, about his moment while driving 
that he was concerned about the spy, Chinese spy balloon. Remember yeah, the Chinese sure, couple of weeks ago? That's the only thing people talked so about for like three days. So he's driving around and he sees, oh my God, there is a spy balloon that is right over our fair city, right? So during his surveillance rounds, he he was tracking it and, he re, and it was hovering. So wherever, wherever he went... Ooh. It just was hovering like, oh, this is one hell of a spy balloon. Yeah. Right? Um, so he, for whatever reason, got out of the car and realized that it wasn't a spy balloon. It was pretty much just a little piece of bird poop. And here's a picture <laughs> of it right here. I got it right here. Look at that. Kind of looks oh, like, yeah. you know, it looks, yeah, little, it does. It yeah. does. It's, like, it's a, like a flying jellyfish right, almost. Exactly. Yeah. So he joked about, you know, the fact that, well, it wasn't a Chinese. Yeah. You know, whatever. But this reminds me of a story. Uh-oh. So Lila was really little. I bet, I bet my pictures looked like I was forty-seven at yeah, the time. Maybe even forty-five. Maybe. Um, and this might surprise you. I was a bit of a warrior <laughs> back then. And and that's not warrior. W a r r. Yeah, yeah. It's w o r r. Right, right, right. I don't think the word warrior has ever been. Um, Ironically, Kempfer, the last name actually means warrior. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, that's silly yeah <laughs> i'm sure your ancestors are looking at you it guys. was sarcasm right. it was like calling the you know the short guy stretch <laughs> right right and like calling me hairy right yeah. um so anyways lila was really really little and i was changing her or whatever and i noticed that there's this growth on her stomach oh yeah it was like this kind of brown thing and i'm like holy you know yeah. immediately i'm Right. As you know. Right. Yeah. You've got the doctor on, <laughs> on speed well, dial. Yeah, right. I go from zero to horror yeah. in, in seconds. So I yelled at Michelle. And, Michelle, come here. Whatever. Yeah. What have you done to our daughter? <laughs> Look at this spot on her. Right. right. Uh, so she goes up there and she looks and, and then she starts poking around. And it was one of those little, do you remember those little snacks that you bought? When the kids were like before they could really eat, they had like two or three oh, teeth, yeah, yeah, and they were yeah. like these little puffed, like cheese puffy things right. or whatever. Uh-huh. It was like a little cheese puffy thing that like stuck. That's not, right. And then she's like, "You mean this?" I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it was something on your glasses." Oh no, no, no but you know. there. All right, there. <laughs> well, I have a story for you. Uh, police in Peru. This is international desk. International desk. Police in Peru made a surprise discovery when they searched a delivery man who came to their attention for acting drunk at an archaeological site in Puno. Mm -hmm. Who hasn't done that? I mean, come on. I had a nickel. And inside his cooler bag was an ancient mummy. And who hasn't done that, right? The man said that he had been sharing his room with the bandaged mummy and considered it a kind of spiritual girlfriend. Oof. And he had put the remains in the bag to show them off to his friends. He like was how big were these? Or was it? Well, the so, mummy was wrapped in badges in the fetal position, which is typical of many pre-Hispanic burials in the area. Mummification was practiced by a variety of cultures in what is now Peru before the arrival of the Spanish conquistadores. Duh. So we're talking yeah, many, many, many years ago. The man explained that he kept Juanita, he had a name for her, um, uh, in a box in his room next to the TV. Yeah. Um, don't put that on your uh, on your uh, Tinder profile. And buddy. he added that it was owned by his father without specifying how it had come into his mm-hmm. father's possession. Now, the experts there told him the body lived between 600, 800 years ago. Okay. Right? That's how old it was. It was about 4 foot 11 and was estimated to have been over 45 years old. Oh. 
And he said, Which is probably pretty old back then. He said, ooh, that's older than I thought. Because, you know, this is a spiritual girlfriend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he was, you know, wasn't, wasn't right. that thrilled about it. And then the expert said, I've got even worse news for you. Uh, Juanita's real name was probably Juan. <laughs> the mummy was a dude. Oh, boy. Uh, and so that now, was a great Aerosmith song. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Mommy looks like a lady. Uh, but so police has now seized the mummy and it is back uh, in possession of the Peruvian well authorities. So, so happy so ending. You know what I would have done with that mummy? Probably. What? You know how you go on the expressway and it says it's carpool lane. Uh-huh. I would oh. just I would have just put the mummy on oh, the front. That's hey, great. Carrying the mummy. That's great. All right, it's uh, time for another feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where we uh, reveal some emails that people send us because Dave believes that everybody in the world has at least one good celebrity story. And uh, Dave doesn't see these. They come into me. Um... And I, I haven't told you about some of the ones that we get that mm-hmm. we don't air. We've probably gotten four or five different Macaulay Culkin ones in okay. the past, which I have chosen not to use because they weren't that interesting. Mm-hmm. A lot of them happen in, in Winnetka and in oh, when they were Wilmette, doing the yeah, Home Alone thing. Were. Okay, um, this is a twist on that. Okay, all right. Uh, this is from Larry. My dad worked at an Episcopal church in Oak Park. Totally different, Mm -hmm. right? Not many people realize that some of the scenes of the movie Home Alone were filmed inside that church. The exteriors were shot in Wilmette or Winnetka on the North Shore, so people assume it was filmed up there, but the interior was actually my dad's church in Oak Park. It's the scene where Kevin goes inside the church for warmth and comfort. Okay. I wasn't there myself, but my dad was, and he gave Macaulay Culkin an ice cream sandwich during one of the breaks in filming, and he was very impressed that Macaulay said thank you. He tells that story at least once a year. <laughs> then what happened? Nothing? No, that's it. That's the whole story. <laughs> right. It was very nice. He took the wrapper, put it in the garbage. He was a really nice kid. What kind was it? Dean's? I think it was Dean's. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> well, so there. There's a, there's a Macaulay Culkin story. All right, so if people want... Isn't that great? I just I don't know why I found that one so funny. Because dad needs a story and it's... Yeah. You would think over the right. years, pass, dad. Pass the sweet potatoes. Hey, by the way, if you if you want a dessert later, I've got some ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> right. Just like the one I gave to Macaulay Culkin in 1990. You know, if I was that dad, yeah. by now it would have blown into this oh. crazy story right, of exactly. you know, helping him with his algebra <laughs> and whatever, you know? And then he said, can we write a song about it? And I wrote a little song <laughs> yes, that goes right. a little bit like this. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so if you tune into our other program, which is called Minutia Man Celebrity Interview right now, people, what can, what can they find, Dave? Well, we've got Ismo, who is the funniest man on earth. Yeah, he won a title. He, he won yeah. the title as Funniest Man on Earth. He's from Finland. Finland. Uh, and I want everybody to take a moment and go, hmm, how many famous people from <laughs> right. Finland are there? And you're not yeah. going to find any. We discussed that with him. Um, he can't give us any good names uh, either. Uh, uh, but he was a very he's a very funny guy. Um, he's actually going to be in Chicago. Sadly, I won't be able to come. Yeah, I won't either. Um, next, actually, the weekend, right now. He's yeah. performing tonight this, this on Saturday. Yeah. Um, out in Batavia? Batavia, I Batavia. Believe, yeah. Um, very funny guy. Um, Imagine trying to do stand-up comedy 
when in a foreign language. Right, when English is not your first. He's, he's Finnish. Right. Um, now, I'm going to play a little clip for you here because I want to show you how well he does it. Okay. And there are some advantages to um, being a stand-up comic talking about another language because it gives you openings to examine that language. And here's an example of that. Things like, I think the hardest word to truly master has been the word ass. <laughs> Ass. I thought it's really easy. It means a, a butt. <laughs> but no. <laughs> like, like, yes, sometimes it can mean a butt, but that's just the tip of the Asperg. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are so many meanings to the word ass. I think it's the most complicated word in English. I've been trying to write a whole dictionary about just ass. <laughs> There's so many. Like, for example, uh, lazy ass. <laughs> that means uh, lazy. <laughs> like like my lazy ass husband it's the same sentence without the ass <laughs> so, so, yeah, the ass the ass is just optional there it's uh, uh, and long ass means long <laughs> like a long ass flight it's a long flight <laughs> but, but if you want to make it longer you can add ass and my definite favorite one, um, a grown-ass man. <laughs> it, it, it turns out it means a, a grown man. <laughs> the entire man has grown. <laughs> not only his ass. <laughs> uh, 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 so, so I learned that you can, just, you can just add ass to anything. And then it sounds a little bit cooler. <laughs> like anything. I, I just bought this blue-ass shirt. <laughs> Oh, thank you. That was some good-ass meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. But, but you have to be careful, because sometimes if you add ass to something, it can actually reverse the meaning of the original word. Like, for example, bad ass. That's good. <laughs> like, bad is bad, but bad ass is good. <laughs> but not always. Like, dumb ass is still dumb. So how can you know? You have to know specifically which ones are flipped. And, and then there's the concept of your ass. And your ass, that means like yourself. Like, like move your ass. That, that's like move everything. Like move your ass and the rest of your body. And like everything. If you have a car, that's included in the ass. <laughs> All of them, same direction, just move. So your ass means yourself plus all you have. But my ass, my ass, that means like, no. Like if I say that, wow, this car is really fast. And you say, oh, fast, my ass. <laughs> so it means like, no. <laughs> it's not fast. <laughs> and, uh, and, and to make it even more complicated, ass can be divided. Like, because if you are an ass, that means that you're being stupid. But if you're half ass, then, 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 it, then it, it, means that, uh, it means that you are not concentrating properly. And if you go even smaller, if you are a piece of ass, then you are beautiful. <laughs> That's great. That's, That's three him. and a half minutes 
just on the word <laughs> ass. That's that. So that's that's Ismo, and it's worth uh, checking out our interview, Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. We people we need to thank for this. This was a show. long show. How long was this it one? It was seven hundred hours. <laughs> oh my no. God. It was, you know, a little bit longer than usual, but that's <laughs> okay. We gave people quality <laughs> entertainment. I'm exhausted. Uh we we have to thank people. We have to thank our executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. OPPIHshows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radio Misfits. Dot com and we'll be back again next week with a, probably a shorter show <laughs> but so what we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Minutia Man. the preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts including opishows.com thank you this has been a presentation of Opie Productions Tony can you shut up